Welcome to the Creative Tools podcast. My name is Ashay and I'm immensely passionate about using technology for creativity. On this podcast, I talk to various creators about what tools and technology they use to be creative. My guest today is Dakhan Richard. Dakhan is a native of East Palo Alto in California and a current graduate student attending San Francisco State University pursuing his masters in education equity and social justice. Dakhan is also a content creator who is produced and directed two online shows titled Motivation Monday and Breaking Barriers which features some well-known guests such as George Lopez and Anthony Anderson. Dakhan is also a published cartoonist within The Soul Town magazine which gets read by over 5200 plus readers in 17 different states a month. Dakhan is also a part of a non-profit organization called Brave Maker where he helps to elevate brave stories through film. Hey uh, Dikwan thanks a lot for joining this uh, podcast. Hey no problem no problem thanks for having me. Am I saying your name right, Dikwan? You can pronounce it that way, yeah. Uh, you tell me how you uh, how I should address you. Uh, most people pronounce it Dikwan, but you Dequan. know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, so my first question is, what do you create? I dab into a little bit of everything, from cartooning to content creating to graphic designing to. animation I bounce around into different things even acting you know um I had to learn about art but I like to learn about art in all of its aspects so has uh, have your creations been always digital or they have always they have also been something that you can touch no my art or my creativity has been something that you can also touch as well um to get a physical understanding as to um what i may be trying to convey in a physical form um in fact i actually started off creating things physically before things became digitally if i'm being honest i had a hard time creating things digitally because i was more used to you know the 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 um the standard pencil and paper the standard um hands on things i wasn't so much on digital just yet so that's how i started and what were your physical creations physical creations were doing things like you know creating um sculptures um when i was a kid at the boys and girls club creating um paper mache um doing clay animation um working with clay itself and um a few other things like working with legos too so you know it it, it was various things but it was also um it also challenged my creativity in a sense because it challenged me by allowing me to always ask the question what can i make from this material you know great all right um so i want to uh, have this discussion in three parts uh, i want to understand the pre creation aspect so what goes on in your mind and what tools and technology you use before you start creating then i want to talk about the actual creation aspect and uh, what do you use for creating your creations 
and then post creation which is uh, what do you do after your creations are done and how do you release and market your creations so let's talk about the pre creation part first and specifically in that what i want to understand is how do you receive your inspiration how do you record the inspiration and how do you retrieve it when you want to create it well it's interesting it's a very interesting question um it sometimes it, it varies because sometimes it's not something that's pre-thought about. It's something that when it hits you, you have to capture it. You have to capture the essence of how it comes to you with the quickness. Um, and for example, my comic strip, uh, Pup Town Stories, um, I never intended for it to be a comic strip. It was actually a doodle. It started out as a doodle. I literally sat in a chair and was doodling, trying to figure out what idea I wanted to, um, what character I wanted to draw or what, you know, what I wanted to do. And the thing that I did was I put a pencil to a paper and I just let, I just started free drawing. I wasn't trying to draw anything specific. I just started drawing shapes. I drew um, lines. I, I did things that allowed my brain to creatively express itself in the way it wanted to. And when I started doodling, there was this there was this image that was like when i seen it i said hey I, I like the way this looks i like the way it's coming out and there was no intention on creating this image intentionally it was something that my brain created by itself from a doodle and i said i like the way this is looking and i want to let's see if i can create something that allows me to express myself through this this creation it turned out to be a dog a dog like figure and it, it was just it, it was just a, a spark so it was just more like i got this idea let me act on it and that, it was just like that it wasn't something that was premeditated sometimes it just hits you when it's premeditative um you take your time with processing the idea of how you want it to come to life you know when you're sitting there and you have this idea and and, and you're sitting with this idea and you're like, okay, I have this idea. How do I go about creating it? Sometimes it's a sketch. Sometimes it's going out playing in the mud. Sometimes it's creating Adobe, which is for those who don't know, Adobe is basically um, an old version, an old way of building using dirt and mud, you know, um, and using those kind of methods as a way of sculpting out your idea. This is very interesting. I had never known that uh, Adobe means something else. I always thought Adobe is a software. So, uh, <laughs> so can you say? Can you tell that? Can you elaborate on that more? Uh, what What does Adobe mean again? So Adobe, it, it's a it's an older, it's a very ancient uh, way of building um, that was used back in that. I mean, thousands of years, um, dating back like literally over probably well over two thousand years, maybe more. Um, and it was the first uh, material that was used to build a civilization, to build houses and, um, you know, humble homes, you know, that, you know, that was constantly used throughout history, you know, and it's also in the sense in modern day times, it's a lost art that isn't being practiced enough, um, which a lot of people don't know. You know, a lot of people think that you have to use wood or that you have to use the modern day technology in order to build yourself a house when actually you don't. You can use the earth. It's a greener way to build actually. Uh, using mud, 
straw, um, water, and basically you can build your house using just basic materials. An actual house you mean or just a small scale version of it? No, an actual house if you wanted to. Okay. You know, you can literally build an actual house if okay. you wanted to. These are, these are, uh, this is a, um, this is something that was used in ancient times. These were people built houses using the basic necessities such as mud, straw, and water. Mm. It, that's just what it was. Mm-hmm. But it's a lost art. That's something that everybody doesn't really know about, you know? Um, and it's something that I actually first came into contact with when I was in high school. And I was a part of this organization called Build On, which was an organization that was focused on um, doing community service, you know, and being a service to other people. So um, what I want to understand more is you mentioned a very uh, crucial uh, aspect of inspiration, which is when it hits you, you need to record it. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you you will forget it. So how do you make sure that you definitely record all your inspirations? And what I specifically want to understand is what tools do you use? to record your inspiration? I'm gonna be honest, sometimes it varies. Um, sometimes when you have the idea, depending on what the, the idea is, for me, my quickest go-to is pencil and paper, or um, at this point in time now, since I'm a little bit more comfortable with digitally drawing, I simply sketch out my idea on my iPad and get, I, don't, I don't focus on getting detailed, I just get the, the, basicness, the basic essence of what this idea was conveyed on paper. So now that I have it on paper, I have the ability to develop it and give it more sharper lines to give it more detail so that my whatever, whatever comes to mind is focused on a paper and it's there on paper now. So uh, this is the recording part of it. So it could be either on paper or on your iPad, but then um, once you record your inspiration, for me, what has happened is I can record the inspiration, but I'm not necessarily creating at the time. I'm just getting the inspiration. But mm-hmm. when, I, when I create, my moment of creation and the moment of inspiration hitting could be separated by years in between. So when I want to create something, it is extremely difficult for me to remember and retrieve the inspiration that I recorded two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you deal, do you deal with such situations that you have recorded something, you have sketched something, and then it is kind of in your iPad or in your sketchbook somewhere. And then you, when you uh, want to create like months down the line, you want to remember where it is, but you, you, you lost it or uh, you have trouble finding it. Have you ever experienced something like this? Yes and no. And the reason I say yes is sometimes because it's like sometimes when it hits me, sometimes I just jot it down and then I move on to what's next. Like, I'm going to be honest, I have this brain that gives me insomnia. Like, I have a hard time sleeping because I'm like constantly in this creating essence where I'm like, I have to create, I have to draw this, I have to create. And it's just so much to to like, yo, I want to do this. I want to do that. And sometimes it's brain overload, you know? Um, but when it's really important and it's something that I feel is really important to, to me or important to what I want to convey in later times, I find multiple ways to capture it. Imagery, I write it on a paper. Like I literally have 
um, multiple notes that I took on my iPhone, like word notes describing everything that I either dreamed about or I either thought about in regards to like in detail, in great detail. Um, even even capturing the um, the moment of how it made me feel, like walking through this forest, it's sunset, the trees are smelling as if it's like, you know, <laughs> you're in the wilderness and it, it, it's like, it's a beautiful smell. It's like fall. It's like describing everything based on how it makes me feel and comparing it to seasons, comparing it to, to um, local um, geographical locations. Um, and basically just in the moment, just capturing all of its essence, how it smells, how it feels, how it makes me feel, um, how, it, how I see it. And when it's really important, I capture it, I write it down, I draw it, and then I copy it on multiple um, platforms. I do it, um, I copy it to my Google Drive. I have it on my iPhone. I have it on my laptop just so I don't lose it. But then uh, how, uh, this is good. This is, I mean, you record, and uh, it's so funny that mo many creators think the same way. I was talking to a sculptor few weeks ago and he said the same thing like something comes to me I would write down everything that's around me that's even not relevant to the inspiration that's hitting me like mm -hmm. I, will, I will write down what uh, what what do I smell right now I will write down whether it's raining even though it is not something that is relevant to the inspiration that he's recording um, but you ahead. know why yeah you know why and there, and, and I want to relate to I want to relate it back to what you're saying when you are able to capture something based on a smell, based on what you see, it goes back to that that um that saying where memories they it, they can seem like they're long gone, but all it takes is a smell or yeah. a familiar touch or a familiar sight that will bring it flooding back to your mind. Yeah. Like, yo, I remember this. This smells just like um how I pictured it or you know what i envisioned so many years ago yeah you know yeah. Yeah. great um so uh, i understood the fact you said that you copy it to different uh different places so that you don't uh, miss it or you don't uh, lose it but then when you are creating something and you want to go back to that inspiration do you like for example in your notes app do you use like tags that you could uh, search with that tag or how do you search search from your own inspiration what do you want to retrieve in your i use so what i do is based on my description of how i documented um, the experience i do my best to do research in regards of finding the closest picture that resonates with that particular texture or that particular scent or that particular, you know, sighting that I can basically create a collage. And then from that collage, I can basically draw how I seen it using the textures that I'm looking at either from Google, um, just so that it's accurate from a texture standpoint or that it's accurate from a lighting standpoint. Um, and when you're, when you're a creative, or you're an artist in general, sometimes, depending on the artist that you are, sometimes you go into overload, like you think about everything. 
And when you think about everything from the texture of a leaf or the texture of a tree or um, the, the lighting, the, the way the lighting hits the tree, like you really critically think about these things because it, it, it's important to you. And it, it make, you want to get that feeling, the way it made you feel, whether it made you feel at peace or whether it made you feel so loved that nothing else compares to it, you know? And you're doing your best as a creative to recreate that. And you want to be as accurate as possible. So you're finding all these different sources, looking at these different inspirations from the texture of a tree or the way the lighting hits a particular coast of the world, you know, um, you know, just to be accurate and just to help convey what you felt and what you've seen to the rest of the world. So the, this is the thing that I want to understand a little bit more. You just mentioned that, okay, you write down or you record, let's say, uh, what you were smelling at that time. And then if you um, smell the same thing again, like months later, uh, you, you, you depend on your memory to go back to that inspiration, right? Um, not, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, you don't depend. I mean, you would hope. I'm going to say you would hope. You would hope that your brain remembers. Right. Because, I mean, all, I mean, as we get older, our brain definitely changes because, well, we get older and then certain brain cells start to die and our brains tend to age differently depending on the person. Right. You hope that your brain remembers that memory. You know, um, and sometimes it does, depending on how important it was to you and how much you held on to it, you know. Is, if you do, if your brain does not remember, then how will you go back to that inspiration? What do you, what's your trick of going back to that same inspiration? Depend. I'm gonna be honest. It depends on how much you thought about it. I mean, and not not just not just past tense, but how much you think about it. It could you could be completely ignorant of of what you saw, but you remember how you made it, how it made you feel. Like, for example, um, there's a memory that I have, my earliest memory as a human being. I was three years old, and I remember watching a commercial. It was a baby commercial. I don't remember exactly how the commercial was, but I remember the soundtrack of the commercial. The soundtrack of the commercial was Walking on Sunshine, and I was three years old. And hearing that song, my brain at three years old created this image of a sunset and I'm on a beach. And on this beach, there is this penguin. It's a cartoon-like penguin in a beach chair, sipping a Slurpee. And I'm watching this from like behind jungle vines, like green vines. I'm watching this penguin from the back watching a sunset slipping i mean sipping on a slurpee and i hear the soundtrack as i'm watching this penguin do all this i'm walking on sunshine but mind you that wasn't the commercial <laughs> the commercial was a baby commercial but i remember it how it made me feel and it painted a different picture than what the commercial was <laughs> yeah great all right. I have I have been in so many situations where um, I saw something in my dream, mm -hmm. uh, and let in the later part of the life when I was awake, I saw the same picture live, 
and the and the uh, and the and the what i saw in my like real life when i was awake was much later than when i saw it in the in my dream so it's like it's so unbelievable like i i i can't even imagine how i uh, how it happened but somehow i was <laughs> seeing some image uh, or maybe the image was not that uh, formed in my head but my mind kind of made me believe that that image exists and then when i saw something like kind of similar to it i connected back to that dream so, so that's why it's it's like i have make many many dreams that i could connect to with the live visions that i see um in in front of me so mm-hmm. um anyway so let's go back to let uh, sorry let's go uh, to the creation part now so for actual for your creations what tools and technology do you use as of right now i use things like photoshop and um procreate on my ipad okay um to really capture my my either my vision or my dream or my idea um simply because those are tools at the moment that i'm comfortable with using because i tend to master it um even though it was difficult i tend to master the craft or master that particular piece of technology um as of right now that's just my go to um while talking to you just now i remembered one more question that i want to ask you about the inspiration so you just mentioned that if you uh, if you if something hits you you will uh, you want to capture all of the details that are around you for uh, at that moment right uh, like smell vision whatever you are saying and uh, what not but if there was a device or if there was some technology that records all of this for you uh, like let's say i'm just thinking about in future right like let's say you there is some inspiration uh, that's hitting you and you want to record that moment and then you tell the application or tell the software hey i it's the inspiration time and then it it records the weather the location and blah 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 whatever it is and then it keeps it in its memory and then let's say few months later when you are in a similar environment it reminds you of that inspiration that you yourself recorded few months ago would that be helpful i'm going to be honest that would be awesome okay that would be very awesome no i mean it, it would definitely cause the creator or the person with the idea to literally sit and reflect on that memory like yeah that was so many years ago but it's like this was a day this was a time and it's like I think I remember and it's like you know it you, I mean cuz I mean as you get older things change but most definitely if it records it yeah that I'm being honest I mean a lot of things could happen yeah a lot of things could happen I mean the the reason why I asked you this question is I don't know how important it is for a creator like yourself to record it yourself like what you are smelling or I mean smelling is one thing but is it important for the creator to record it himself what he is experiencing around him or is it okay for an companion software or application to record it for you and then show it to you later that that's the thing that i was uh, i just wanted to brainstorm i would say yeah, i mean i would say i mean it's it's a it's a complex that's a complex answer and the reason why i say that is because of the fact that it could 
you, you can have a system record what's around you, but from a mental standpoint, like for me, I'm, I'm a visual person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have your different types of creatives where we perceive information differently. Like me, when I envision something, it isn't necessarily something that's immediate. Like for example, when I'm thinking about a texture or I'm, um, or, or, um, or I'm smelling something around me, it's not necessarily, not necessarily something that's immediate. Like I'm not immediately smelling, like as of right now, I'm in my car. Yeah. I'm not immediately smelling a tree right now, but my brain remembers what a particular, like, for example, what a particular flower smells like. I can remember from a mental standpoint, what a rose smells like because I, my brain recorded that smell. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes it isn't something that's literal, but it's something that's mental based on what your brain has already recorded. Mm-hmm. You know? So like right now, uh, let's say like right now, I'm envisioning the dream I had when I was three years old and I'm on the beach and there's sunset and there's music playing and the smell that comes to my nose that I remember was a smell of a dense jungle that smelled very good. I'm gonna be honest, it smelled very good and it smelled fresh. But that's because my brain has already recorded what it's like to walk in a forest. Mm. So it's kind of, my brain is relating that smell to what I've already recorded Mm. in my brain. So sometimes it isn't literal, but it's mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would be difficult to record for a for a for a tech tech gadget <laughs> because <laughs> if it is mental, then then it, it won't have the information. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um, the, let's go back to the creator portion. So the creating portion. So you mentioned you use uh, Procreate, um, but do you use um, do you when you start something in Procreate? Do you always finish it and then move on to your next creation or you maybe like just noodle up noodle it and then keep it aside go to the next one and then come back to what you have noodled before and then finish it i i'm gonna be honest i tend to do it i don't i don't always tend to um finish it um i just tend to jot down the basic idea of of what i felt or what i've seen or what i what my brain has recorded Hmm. i just give it a quick doodle and then i step away Hmm. i step away from it and sometimes i step away from it to go explore the the different environments in which my brain has captured it Hmm. so yeah i'm gonna doodle it to capture the visual aspect but then i may go walk in the woodside mountains you know in a forest to to want to smell the forest and 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 have my brain record the different smells and process not just the smells but how it's making me feel and seeing if it's the right feeling oh this smells right but how does it make you feel you know um so sometimes i would actually literally go do a in-person study of what i envisioned you know but then uh, let's say you uh, keep it aside, you go and have a walk and then come back. What is the 
manifestation or translation of what you experienced while you were on the walk in the visual format like what what does it decide for you does it do you decide your colors do you decide your shapes do you decide your sketches like what what do you decide based on uh, the walk that you just had i some of it is color cuz i'm i'm going to be honest i'm very i'm a detailed creative so mm. i a lot of it is color a lot of it is texture and it really goes in between that between color and texture for me okay so the based on what you uh, experienced or saw on your walk it may uh, it may inspire you to think of a particular texture that you may, you may add in your creation is that correct mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. and sometimes even when you go on those walks sometimes it has the ability to build on what you've already envisioned yeah that yeah. can sometimes make what you've envisioned sometimes even 10 times better and even more beautiful depending yeah. on how it impacts you right right yeah um so that's the creation part now let's talk about the post creation so once you have created your creations um three questions how do you release how do you distribute and how do you market your creations and when i talk about release what i mean is release from your end so uh, for example you know that after this point i am not going to make any change to my creation like what is that point and how do you reach that decision i usually reach it, it part of it is how it makes you like when you're working on it and you're working on bringing it into your reality when you, part of it is as you're working on it your body or or your subconscious or um that thing that's within you that makes you feel fulfilled will let you know like you've done enough mm. and when you stand back from what you've created and you look at it from a distance how does it make you feel and it's like sometimes i would sit back and i look at it because when you're working up close on your creation it's a it's a it, it's a different you're looking at it differently when you stand back the image could be completely different so it, it it really goes between looking at it closely and then looking at it from a distance and sometimes your body will just let you know you've done enough don't touch it this is enough okay um uh so this is really interesting because what i find with film editing is people say and which is very true that if you keep on editing a film you will keep on editing a film it you will never finish editing a film the only uh, point where you feel that you have finished editing is if you have removed everything that's unnecessary to your story so when you have uh, you just mentioned right like you know that you have done enough so mm -hmm. for film editing it's like you know yeah you know that you have removed enough and then because then every single frame and every single scene that you see in your film only only and only serves the story and it doesn't do anything else and when that moment hits that means the film is finished mm -hmm. um but yeah and uh, there is another uh, interesting quote that i heard uh, from someone that 
uh, art is never finished art is always abandoned in in the interest of time because you want to finish <laughs> finish something by a certain time and you just otherwise if you keep designing it you will keep designing it you will keep you will keep making it you will keep making changes to it um great uh, how do you distribute your creations do you use social media I, I do use social media in certain aspects. I have a um, I have a publisher that I'm published with that distribute that distributes my work um, through her publication, um, and uh, sometimes it's uh, it's sometimes it's through that, and sometimes it's through either YouTube if it's a video. Um, a majority of the time it's through Instagram or it's through Facebook, and when I distribute. I'm gonna be honest, some of the things that I do is copywritten because you know I want to protect my work, but sometimes I just put it out there because I feel as though someone needs to see it or someone needs to um needs to hear it or someone needs to have an understanding when things don't make sense. Mm. You know, and and some and art or creativity in a way hits you differently and it can it has the potential to hit other people differently and makes other people feel some type of way based on what you've created you know yeah. and that's where that's where I, I that that's what motivates me to create the ability to affect someone else because art has is subjective it's not objective and sometimes yeah. it can be objective but a majority of the time it's subjective because it's never from the point of just one person yeah and you know one of the uh most interesting things that I find about in general art and creations is the more personal it is, the more universal it's going to become. Because, mm -hmm. because uh, the more subjective it is, it will hit more people because, uh, because they, even though they didn't create it, they understand the emotion behind it. And mm -hmm. the emotions are universal. So, um, so I, I feel that a lot uh, in making films as well. Um, yeah. so when you say publisher, is it like a magazine or what? What? What is it? Where, where does it get published? So it's a, it's a magazine, and the magazine's called the Sotel Magazine. And the magazine right now is currently being read by over by over five thousand people. Okay. In over seventeen different states, and it's currently also being um, read in another country, which is Canada. Hmm. Okay. Um, and uh for the social media aspect uh do you manage your own social media or you use like maybe some pub publishing tools or something like that no i manage all my social medias um and i like to i like me i like to do a lot of the work myself hmm. um number one to because it's budget friendly but also number two it also teaches me a sense of entrepreneurship and it also protects my work in the process because I have the full control of my work. So this is another thing that whenever I'm talking to many, many creators, most of them are telling me that these days you can't just be a creator. You have to also know how to use social media. You have to also know how to create reels. You have to also know how to, uh, how to use that technology to be in front of people. So do you feel it? Do you feel overwhelmed with that? No, no, I'm gonna be honest. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I am one of the most people that is out of touch with those kind of things. Like I'll post it on social media, but in regards of being caught up in the algorithms and 
what times to post. I'm gonna be honest, I'm out of sync with that. And I, me personally, I don't create these things for the sole purpose of gaining likes or views. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's like, it defeats the purpose of creating anything. You know yeah. what I mean? If you create, let it be for the sole purpose of creating and for the sole purpose of inspiring or for the sole purpose of conveying a message of how something makes you feel and how you also want someone else to feel. Um, if you do it for the sole purpose of likes and views, I mean, like I said, it just defeats the purpose of creating, period. Yeah. Um, you know. But then, uh, not, so does it mean that you don't, whenever you publish on social media, you don't necessarily care when you are publishing it or what time you are publishing it? You just basically uh, thought of sharing it. That's why you are sharing it. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it goes back to, it goes back to the, the mystery aspect of you never know who it impacts. Right. You know, um, I don't, I, I post it not for the sole purpose of, oh, I wanted to get this many viewers. I don't, I don't do it for that because, yeah. the, you know, like I said, defeats the purpose, but at the end of the day, you know, you never know who's going to appreciate it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Got it. And it, it, it's that, it, it's within that understanding that I like. I like the idea of not knowing who it's going to impact. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I feel very similar about my uh, social media publishing as well. One of the reasons why I publish on social media is because I want to have this sense of completeness and achievement for me that, okay, I released something from my end. Now I'm going to move on to something else and I want to learn something new from my newer creation. So uh, that gives me like a period like that. Uh, once I publish something that gives me like, okay, now it's released, it's out in the world. Now I'm not going to make any changes to it. Let me move on to the next one and learn something new. So that's the, to, to get that full stop in my, in my mind for that particular creation. I, uh, I publish. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me ask you uh, last question. What is the biggest challenge you have faced in your creation process? And when I say your creation process, I mean right from the inspiration to publishing. Like what is the biggest challenge you face in this entire process? The biggest challenge, I guess you could say, is having it be what you want it to be. And what I mean by that is, you know, you can have an image in your head and it can be living in your head for so many years. And it's like, well, I have these gifts. I have the ability to draw and everything, but it's like when you draw it on paper, you somewhat doubt yourself. And then yeah. it, it happens to everybody because of the fact that everyone's their own worst critic. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so part of it is just more of the creating aspect of does it look like a how I want it to look or yeah. <laughs> um, is it making me feel the way I want it to make me feel? And sometimes it doesn't, you know? Right. Um, and that's okay. You know, it's all, a, it's all a part of the, the creative process. And sometimes um, the medium or the medium in which you're using isn't the right medium. Sometimes it, it, it's not something that could be expressed through drawing. Sometimes yeah. you actually have to get your phone. You have to go out in nature and you have to record nature. You have to record um, certain things, um, you know, different ways to bring out this creation. And sometimes it, 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 it gets you to the point where you start doubting yourself. Is this something that that's really worth telling, you know? 
yeah. um, self-doubt, I guess you could say. Yeah. Great. Uh, thanks a lot, Dakwan, for uh, all all the talk. It was I really enjoyed talking with you. Most definitely. And thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in. If you are a creator, I would love to talk with you. Please connect with me through my website or social media. See you in the next episode.